With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Toffee TV podcast. It's episode 10, I think it is. Uh, Me, Baz, joined by Andy, Ped, is in the room, but he can't be asked being on it, basically. He says he's tired, but he's also taking the technical role today because Billy, who normally does our sound, is uh, running scared of Ped. And you wouldn't trust Joe with a B in a bottom. And Joe isn't around. So <laughs> so Ped took that role, and he took it rather... rather Basically quick. grabbed it, yeah. He yeah, grabbed yeah. the role, yeah. He's, you know... I mean, the amount of times we've literally done this stuff with only two of us... So yeah, it's a podcast. Today. I'm quite disappointed in him. But you know, that's listen. He's, listen, right, he's right he, in front of me right now. Exactly, he's like on the floor doing press ups or something. So it's the Roger Deakins. He's doing cinematography. Let's just leave him. Be didn't want to be on it. Make that make of that you what you will. I wish I was Steve Hodgson. He get he get on. He'd do it for Hodgson. Yeah, he would do. Wouldn't he? Anyway, let's let's move on from him because uh, from Hoddersall, I meant that Ped. Ped is being very selfish today. Uh, now, li- listen, international break again. Yeah, I hate these international I breaks. Hate it. I really do. But the second one, there's another one in a few weeks again, and it's just it's nonsense. Really, is nonsense. Um, but we have to talk about it because well, yeah, the main thing from this week's obviously England was two. Different performances and obviously outrageous and disgusting performance of the Bulgarian fans on, uh, was it Monday or Tuesday night? Monday night, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I suppose England, you look at the way the Czech Republic game, but bad, you know, we just couldn't create many chances really from between, I think, after we scored the first, the penalty from Harry Kane until towards the end of the second half. I don't really like international football. I don't really like watching it. Mm. It's not not like club football. I don't learn anything from it. But you come to the game on Monday, and I suppose it takes a, a much bigger perspective in the fact that you know a country in two thousand and nineteen can still be so ignorant and UEFA, even though they're doing you know speeches over the live mic, it's not doing nothing are they really to help it to help the situation. Mm. It's, it's it was disgusting. Really. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite simply shouldn't be happening in two thousand and nineteen. That's the the fact of it, you yeah. know, and and I mean, me and Ped done a little bit about this on the the live stuff that we do on Patreon, and it was what do you do with it? I was quite, what did, what I mean, what did you make of what happened in terms of England's response to it? I personally thought he did the right thing, staying on and hammering them. I think so because just I, I, I think a lot of the fans who were involved in the, in in you know in the unfortunate chat, you know, the disgusting chance and doing the, the far right symbols, they, they left because they were only there to do that. Mm. I think because they've been, they're, I think the, one of the problems isn't it's not really a problem because I think we should highlight these things before the game. There was a big England player should walk off and there was a big press there and then. You know, they had people standing there with no respect, FIFA no respect things on them. They were just there to protest it and be mm. and, and just cause anarchy, really. And in terms, of, yeah, I, 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 you know, unless it was threatening the safety, I'd, I'd say the players should go, stay on and put them in, put them to the sword and show the show the fans, you know, what they're capable of, really. And, yeah, I mean, it's a, it is a, it's a difficult situation because obviously we don't know how the England players feel. No, we you don't. Know, particularly our black players. No, we don't. subject to that, and it's difficult for us to, to try to Definitely pretend don't. that we know what's going on. But as a, a nation and as a a country that, you know, is is one of the big nations in world football, um, what? how do we react to that? I, like I said, I was happy we stayed on. I was delighted Raheem Sterling got a couple of goals. Delighted Marcus Rashford scored. Yeah. Um, but the, I think the key thing here is if it was a... Was it a, a planned protest? It was. And what were the? What's the deeper meanings behind that planned protest? Is it to show that the racist, or is there a deeper meaning to the whole thing? Because obviously we've seen the Bulgarian minister for sport resign yesterday. Uh, there was calls for that. You know, we've had the nonsense of their manager saying he didn't hear anything, which was bizarre. Balakov, yeah, very good player at one, at one time mm. as well. A bit, a bit sad that even you know. 
all those years of playing around Europe, he still can't, you know, he's still trying to be denying it. Yeah, denying that. We've had the people in the press room at Gareth Southgate, one of the reporters called him a liar and and swore at him, the cameraman swore at him on his way out when they tried to say that there was nothing nothing went on and England were were like over egging it. Yeah, well, this is the thing with Calgary and their their chairman did this, didn't he? When when they've been been numerous times in Italy where they've denied it ever happened. It was three people on the stand. That's why they haven't banned them. And come on. Let's be honest here. It's a culture within the stands that they're obviously, you know, they're not stamping out. And if it continues to happen, I mean, and I've, you know, I've, you know, I work for an agency. And there's a player. They've got someone out there in Bulgaria, Brazilian lad called Evandro, and every week he plays in front of crowds who give him a lot of racist abuse. And he's obviously hoping to leave next summer, but it shouldn't happen. You know that a player's gone there to play football and he's scored eight goals this season already, and just gets dogs abuse for nothing just because of the colour of his skin, which is just pathetic. Well, really. I mean, we seen this in Russia with Malcolm, didn't we? He was at Barcelona, you know. Know, his first game, they, they protested when he was coming off the bench. Yeah, and this, every, you know, and you this, that's the club whose fans wrote to the chairman and said, "No more, you know, no more ethnic minorities in the team, no more gays, and no more." I, I can't remember the religious slur they used, but just disgusting, really. It's that that again. That's just these these countries are obviously either you know the people in these countries who support these teams are either ignorant, uneducated. Or, you know, just plain stupid, really, that they can't really understand or comprehend things, you know, mm. after so many years. And society's multicultural now in most countries, and I think people need to get behind that. We embrace, you know, in many ways. Not, I know there's been issues over the last couple of years due to, you know, Brexit and other things, and, mm. you know, certain press outlets debating certain members of the far right. But, you know, we embrace our multiculturalism. We always have. You know, that, mm. that that's that's part of being in this country. It's multicultural. You know, we've got, you know, we've had the Windrush generation and we had the people come over in the 70s and now Eastern Europeans. We embrace it. You know, you look at the England youth teams, there's a lot of different names in there. There's mm. Polish lads, there's, you know, Polish surnames. So it's, it, we're, we embrace it. And I think other countries, you know, should get with the times and embrace it as well, really. Mm. It, it's something that there needs to be a stand taken and, and it needs to be now and, um, you know, finding them. 23,000 euros as a, as a, a you know as a, a an organization is nothing it's ridiculous yeah. you know we, we said you know Nicholas Bentner was fine more for wearing paddy power bills so absolute nonsense and, and it needs to be taken seriously and it needs to be stamped out it's as simple black as that black them out on telly fans can't watch them on telly black them out in the stadium so no one can go and watch it empty stadium black them out on yeah, telly and kick ba- them out of competitions that's, that's the way it hurts then that's the only way you can do it is, is the blanket ban um, but on, on to the football side of things England obviously lost to Czech Republic Michael Keane the confidence has drained in it again didn't have a good didn't have a didn't cover himself in glory um, Harry Maguire can Consider himself a very lucky young man to still be involved. He plays for Manchester United. That's the that's the main that, thing. Isn't that's the thrust of it. No, it is. It is. But that's the, the best end, difference. At the end of the day, let's you know, let's call it as it is. He's yeah. horrific as well. They're both bad. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's that's partly Gareth Southgate's fault. Mm. You look at Everton, Mean and Keane are both similar type of defenders. I think Mean's better. Mean is better, of course. But they need a certain type of partner next to them, and then you put Maguire who's a stopper next to Keane who's a stopper, and again you have this that same mm. issue. And, Gomez should have played, or Tyrone Mings is a bit more mobile as mm. well. You're setting people up to fail, but I think Michael Keane has, has regressed to his mm. unfortunate, you know, Sam Allardyce, uh, Ronald Koeman performances again. It's sad to see, I guess, because he was quite, he was really solid last season, solid to good, I'd say. And yeah, I think I think I think he's going to be in the next England squad, to be honest with you, because that's yeah. like three games on the bounce that he struggled. Mm, yeah, I think he he's going to struggle, but England lost that and then obviously returned. You know, a six 0 victory yeah. the other night. Good for Jordan Pickford to keep a clean sheet, and that made a good save early yeah. on. Um, and like I say, you know, and, and I thought Ross Barkley done all right. So I thought his second goal he took really well. They had a good run into the box. I enjoyed the celebration. Uh, he gave it to the fans. Didn't yeah, he? Of course, Ross has had unfortunate things off the sun before as well. About you know, about his, um, you know, but we've been titled, tinged with racism, shall we say? Mm. So he obviously was you know give it back to the fans, which I you know at, at the end of the day I don't you know I don't appreciate what Ross Barkley did you know leaving the way he did. His agent was heavily involved in that, but you know he's a good player at the end of the mm. day, and you know he's doing all right for Chelsea as well. Yeah, he is good win. Good win for England. Um, other other Everton players involved. Um, Probably don't want to touch too much on Schenk, but that's no. I mean, obviously we saw short sighted. Turkey played Albania on Friday, um, which is already testy, isn't it? <laughs> and won one nil, and Schenk Tosin scored the goal, and then celebrated with a salute with a few other players at a military type salute. 
which UEFA have said they're investigating. Which because um, they're not allowed to blanket, not allowed, no matter what yeah. it is. Yeah. So obviously, um, they then played against France on Monday night, and Chen come off the bench and Turkey equalised within. 15 seconds yeah. I think of him coming on to the pitch he didn't set the goal up or anything but they scored from a set piece and they all well 6 or 7 of them although I don't think the goal scorer did the salute No. Um, now I'm not going to jump in the middle of this because I don't know what is going on with, with Turkish feelings it's, it's a different country it's there they could have family members in the military whatever whatever Obviously, what is happening is horrific. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be happening, and I'm not defending or you know anything yeah, like that. Of course, the needs that needs to be stopped. But you know, I think players need to potentially, you know, high-profile players and players who play around Europe in particular need to do. need to be very careful with this kind of thing. UEFA allegedly are investigating it. We don't, you know, we know sometimes what UEFA's. Um, investigations alike. We saw this earlier this week, Sai Pauli in Germany. Who, yeah, Schenk Satin was Schenk it? Schenk Sahin, yeah, they, they released from his contract he because he'd, yeah. well, he'd liked the, the photograph, hadn't he, or commented on it. Whatever. Yeah, it's a, I suppose it's, a, it's a, there's a fine line for clubs because obviously the player is under contract with the club. He's got There's morality clauses and I'm getting a lot of contracts now as well. You've got to be careful because political leadings can, you know, can ruin you know pay people's careers in a sense. And Schenk Tosin, I don't want to, I, I don't know, understand his his reasons behind it. But obviously, there's an ill feeling towards what Turkey doing. So you've got to, as a player, you've got to wear up. Erdogan, who's the French, uh, sorry, the Turkish president, well known for using players, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. who are both Turkish and of Turkish descent, Mesut Ozil to promote himself. And players need to be wise. And, you know, I, I, I doubt Everton are going to probably do anything. I, I don't imagine. Mm. But maybe they need to wise them up and say you need to be... And, and maybe he'll say it's pa, pa, you know patriotic and whatever you not. And that's, that's up to him. But I've seen a couple of people compare it to, you know, James McLean. And, you know, that's much different. James McLean's saying he's not wearing a poppy because he doesn't believe in, you know, the reasons. Yeah, but, and I don't support James McLean. Yeah, that's yeah, his decision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But... He's not overtly celebrating what wearing the poppy doesn't mean. He's just saying he won't wear it. Whereas Chenk's actually, it's it's not incite. I don't mean to incite things, but it does incite things because of what it represents. So you've got to be very careful how you, how you do political things. I'm all for players being you know forward thinking and outspoken, especially Raheem Sterling's done been amazing the last couple of years with that. But say it depends what the cause is really. Sometimes you can't with politics. It's very dangerous to get involved in. Yeah, I, you know, like I say, I don't really want to dwell too much on it but obviously no. there'll be you know I don't know what Everton could do maybe just have a word with them yeah. apparently he's got a groin injury now and it's going to be out two for two weeks, weeks yeah, according that, yeah. to uh, the Turkish media so that might be good timing on his on his behalf really um, yeah it cools it down takes him out of the firing line doesn't it yeah and I suppose uh, listen it, you know the, at the end of the day I mean that any conflict shouldn't be happening in 2019 in my opinion shouldn't be war anyway so you know hopefully that'll stop as well because we've seen far too much of of these horrible images over the last few days children you know we've got no saying being dragged into these kind yeah, of things of course, it's yeah. terrific so let's move on from that but from a, from a pure p- professional Outlook good for Tosin that he got himself a goal. It's, it's five a, in five against Moldova. Doesn't matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Mean. Doesn't matter. He's still scoring goals it's, from from his I perspective. Agree. It does give you confidence. Harry Kane just scored against Bulgaria. No, I'm, and I'm not going to praise Harry Kane because he's where he's not playing well at all for the last I think about six or seven months. Really, mm. if I'm honest, the way I look at it with the international football is it doesn't really correlate to, off, to what club football is like. So I, it's hard for me to say oh, Cheng Tosin scoring here against these teams. Moldova aren't a championship team, they're not, you know what I mean? And yeah, people get yeah, sized yeah, dominance. Yeah. There's a balance here mm. that you've got to consider. But yeah, it's good for him as confidence wise because he isn't getting looking at Everton. Mm. And maybe Mark has been slightly short sighted and not giving him opportunities to say, you know, I'm not saying he does fit the system and all he doesn't. But, you know, if he plays a goal scorer, then you should try and fit him in the system, mm. I guess, sometimes. So. I mean, listen, I think we all know and he knows that his time at Everton is coming. He probably should have left in the summer, yeah. It's coming through. And I think he'll go in January. To be honest, I think he'll want to be he's out. He's a Turkish hero, isn't he? He'll so want to be out of there. 
It's when you get a fee for him, isn't well, it? Well, that's that's the thing. You know, there was interest from a Qatari club, wasn't it, El Gafara, before yeah. the window shut there, and he wanted to see if he got his chance at Everton. It's not forthcoming, so I think he'll be on his way in January. Uh, another one of those players who, who's struggling for confidence and not playing well is uh, Seamus Coleman, Shrews, who's yeah. sent off for the second time in his last three games. It's time for the Republic Very of Kevin Ireland. Very You know, yeah. Um, Fancy's holding. Sent <laughs> off against Switzerland for the Republic of Ireland. Um, not having a great time at the moment, is he, It's, it's decision-making, isn't it, really? Mm. And, uh, yeah, he's not having a great time at all. And, you know... Uh, it's very much without the sendings off, like the start of last season when he couldn't get really into, and mm. then second half of the season he, he seemed to find form again. But then again, is it going to be one of those now for the rest of his career? His career sort of changed on the back of that injury, didn't it? He's, mm. he's never quite been the same consistently since that injury. And I suppose Everton are moving in a different direction now, or, or aim to maybe under this manager or, or the next manager possibly that they need something different at right back than Seamus. Mm. And I think. The club are probably going to start looking at candidates. And me, I'm not saying Seamus will go in the summer, but you've got John Joe Kenny there, and I'm sure they want to bring in. If John Joe Kenny is the future at Everton, they'll also want to bring another right back in over Coleman to sort of push John Joe Kenny, or John Joe Kenny has to push them. I don't know. I, I don't see Sadibi and Seamus Coleman being the two right backs going into next season, but put it that way. I think I don't think we'll release Coleman. I think he'll still be at the club as it may be a backup or whatever, but who knows? I, I think there's got to be a plan now of succession for Coleman. That we did, we haven't had in the past. Really, if you look at Distan, played in far too long. Howard played mm. in far too long. Baines, we got Dean, but that was probably still got a season so oh, too late. Two seasons too long. And, that, and, and this is why we, now Seamus is what 30, 31. I think it's time to sort of start looking to bring in that successor now. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I think he should be around the squad. Yes, he's been a great team. I for think. Him. I think we do need to start shaping the way. Um, the way we're going, we we need to mirror Luca Dean on the right hand side, exactly, basically. Yeah. Uh, and when this kind of happens with players, you seeing decision making starting to change. It's just listen, it could simply be he's just not found his form this season. But then again, we're not doing him any favours by continually playing him either. So it's well, you know, obviously Saturday, Jibril Sidibe will probably play. Um, and that's his opportunity. Really? Yeah. Will he play Mason Holgate? That I, I, I think he plays. Should be done wrong. But I, I, I was thinking today. Why would he play Holgate defensively better? That's that's and, and that's Marcos. This is the well, This is a whole different subject. But Marcos is, plays, he's a lot of fear. Uh, yes, because he's a he's a centre back who plays right back. So mm. yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. And I'd like to see Sadibi because I think is is going forward play. You know, mm. he, he'd help us break teams down better, but. Yeah. It's, it's an interest it's gonna be an interesting one. Um another player with mixed things this season is Moise Keane. Mm-hmm. Went away with Italy under twenty ones last week, was sent off within a, a few minutes of coming at all. Yeah. You know, not long after he come on. Petulance, I suppose, really, and something he's gotta get out of his I don't think it was a red card. <laughs> Yeah, he shouldn't have done it. That's the problem. You see that you're giving the ref a decision to make, yeah, yeah. and then you know frustration is yeah. it? There's a little and it's bit of frustration room from Everton. Really. That's it. And also, he's gone from being potentially the next star of the Italy team to being to most of the under twenty ones because Mancini thinks he's doing him a favour by putting him mm. down there with Zaniolo. And I don't know. I think the, the last couple of, since the summer, it's not really gone right for Moyes, and I think. That's partly Everton because the way he's not being used or the way he's been utilised at Everton. And obviously, you know, Italy have tried to. I think Italy have overthought the process with them trying to trying to you know to, you know psychologically you know develop in a sense by demoting them. But I don't know. I think he'll be fine. I think he's the top. He's just been announced as the top one of the top twenty golden boy, which is no mean feat if you look at the other players. There's no one you know <laughs> ten you know up in that group, and mm. he is a talented player. And Everton needs to get the best out of him, get his confidence firing again. How do we get the best out of him? Place with strength. Drop the 10 or play a different 10 who moves away. Mm. You've got to create space for him because he wants to drop in, collect the ball and run at players. Mm. Or he wants to run off the front. He wants, I think he he wants the ball to feed. He wants to stretch the pitch. Playing 30-yard balls to his chest is just mm. not his game. And people go, he's not, he can't hold the ball up. He doesn't want to hold the ball mm. up. Ever need to think about, you know... For me, you know, you know, when for Liverpool or Aguero, they might hold the ball a bit. I'm using for people who can't see, you know, the inventing <laughs> the speech marks. They do, they want the ball to feet. They don't want to try and you know, catch it on the chest and, 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 and edit it down. That we want, they want it to feet and turn. They want it on the half turn. And Everton don't play like that because we you know it's very rigid and stale at the moment. You know, and the, the play, you know, the, it it's. This is what Marco Silva, you know, maybe I think it's too late, but it, it, it was a time a couple of weeks ago when he could have changed it and really freshened things up. And, 
you know, and so and help these players out. Even you know, Gilfie Sigurdsson probably could have helped, and or, you know, Richardson, who's again another player who's probably not you know been wasted. I think. Yeah, we're, we're just not making the best of these players, and I think that's where you know Marcel Brands has to look at things really in that sense because he's bought these players, and someone has to get the best out of them, play them how they're supposed to be used, and they're not. No, no. Um, on you know other internationals, you played Vitalis, and like you just said, they played a couple of games for Brazil and, Neymar and got played injured, up against the. Uh, yeah, Neymar got injured against Nigeria, didn't he? I don't know, not a sister's <laughs> birthday, yeah. Right, okay. He's saving that one till April. Um, Richarlison played against the Wobie the other day. And, yeah, Wobie played know, a 10. Yeah. yeah, played a 10, done all right. Obviously, Yeri Mina uh, played as well, a clean, another clean sheet for They're him. Great. Even for Sanchez Columbia. are great together. So that's, again, that's how you look at Sanchez and Mina together and people go, Sanchez is not good in the Premier I think he's a good, he's a good young centre-half still. He's but quick. That's that's there you go that balance Trip. there you know you look at John Terry would it be would John Terry have been a star if he played next to Michael Keane probably not mm. he would just he still wouldn't be a great defender but you could need that partner in Cavalio with that pace, the pace the best start cover, yeah. and that's and that's about balances and combinations and teams it's the same when you look at Gilfie Sigurdsson what what would Gilfie get the Gilfie mm. Sigurdsson the best out of Gilfie someone who runs in behind not Dominic Carvalho who comes short all the time. But, but he's played it. Moise Keane runs in behind. No, he has. Pass the ball. No, no, I agree. I'm not trying Gilfie's to defend Gilfie, but I'm saying that's yeah. the idea of trying to get that's the best That's why I him. think, from an Everton perspective, and we'll talk about this in a bit, is, uh, is a will be in the 10 because he does make runs and he yeah. does thread the balls through. Just on Gilfie before we finish, missed the penalty against Andorra the other night at the post as well. Oh, back to that, is he? Um, <laughs> just having, not having a great time either. No, he isn't. And I think... At times last season, we, we he wasn't all fit again forever, and, and but then he scores them goals, and you think, mm. oh, can you take that out the side because without those thirteen goals, where would Everton be? And this season, when they're not well, scoring goals, are, no, well, no, well, goals. Well, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. This yeah. season, when the goals are not there, and people go, well, he's creating loads of chances. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's one of the best set piece takers in the world. I want to say he is. He's really good dead ball. He is because look how many chances we created from set pieces from him. Mm. But then you go on the flip side and open play. Yeah, he does create some chances, but how often does he involve in build-up? How often does he help us break down a side? And that's the balance. And people go, well, he plays 4-4-2 for Iceland. Iceland play a low block. He'd be fantastic 4-4-2 for Burnley and said to midfield, but Everton don't play that way. It's completely different. This is exactly why I say international football correlation to mm. club football is completely different. Slower anyway. Exactly. Well, slower. And Iceland play that play the Burnley way, and we don't. So that would mm. not be a fit in the slices because mm. Everton need runners from the field, which we'll get onto a bit later when I talk about brands and how the summer transfer window and how what he is thinking behind it was. But yeah, that's exactly why. So yeah, Gilfie not having a great time. Is anyone having a great time? Ronaldo. Well, Tom Davis as well. Actually, <laughs> before we move on to Ronaldo, yeah, Tom Davis, yeah. Tom Davis, yeah. another great performance in the centre of the park. And mm. uh, you know, obviously, the manager said he doesn't see Captain him there again. Last two games for England. You know, months. whether people like Tom Davis or not, and you know, obviously, Everton, play, Everton fans in general, and a lot of fans around the world only see young players' flaws when they come through the academy. He's, you know, he passes the ball forward. He gets, he runs into the box. It's something we haven't had all season, and you just give him a chance, and he's never going to get better if he never plays. No. So only going to be the same, you know. And one day he'll leave, and maybe he'll never be, you know, he'll never be a, like a top six player or ever. But sure, he'll make a career for himself in the Premier League. He's a good player, and I think other clubs look at him and think he's a good player. He is a good player. Man. Yeah. I haven't. I still think he'll. He's, he's, yeah, he's I still think he'll intelligent player. He'll make it well. whatever. And do you That's know what I have to say? I really praise and that mental health thing that he did last week was absolutely fantastic. Oh, that's brilliant. And he's a great ambassador for the club as well. Mm. You know, and people think, oh, he's not your typical football. I like that though. I yeah, like it's it. better that he's better, not a yeah. I hate typical footballs exactly. To be honest, but I think he's. Uh, I think he's fantastic, and I think he will. I think he will make it in Everton's first team. I just think we have to trust him a bit more and I get him in. I think he's he's more of a he's more of an old fashioned midfielder player. And what I mean by that is he can do more than one job. Yeah, Me so. and Ped were talking about this. There's a great tendency now for some managers to just pity an old players mm-hmm. and want you yeah. to be a defensive midfielder or you are a an eight or you're a ten, you can't do anything else. Well no, actually the best teams midfield players can do it all. Uh, yeah, they can, yeah. And, and Tom Davis yeah. for me can do it all. is he consistent? No. Does he give the ball away sometimes cheaply? Yes. Would he ever get consistent but without playing? That's them, the yeah. way it is. It's football, isn't it? And, yeah. and Tom Davis is one of them. If he played for Leicester, people would be falling all over him and yeah, some Everton well. fans would want us to buy him. Yeah. Because that's that's football. But, but to be honest, Dave, coming through the youth ranks, Tom Davis is much more talented than Hamza Chowdhury by miles. I know there's different types of players, mm-hmm. but Hamza Chowdhury gets a lot of you know praise. He's a good player, don't be mm-hmm. wrong. But Tom Davis has who's got a much higher potential level. But we just don't play him, and you'll never get better unless we play him. So that's and listen, some people might evidently be right. He might never become the player that I hope he does for Everton. But you've got to give him a chance. But he's still a good footballer, and 
without the chance, we're never going to know. And would you rather see him try and pass the ball forward or Morgan Schneidlin? You know what I mean? 100%. <laughs> um, just before we finish part one, Cristiano Ronaldo, goal number 700 of his career. Amazing uh, for the second best player in the world, isn't it? Not bad. Not I, know, I know that's going to upset some people because I know there's a Ronaldo and a Messi camp, but Ronaldo's superb. He's trying to catch Ali. I think he's on 95 goals. And Ali Dyer, who's played, I think, briefly for Bayern Munich and mm. played, obviously, for um, Iran, scored 109 goals. Okay. So he's on the... And I think Sergio Ramos also got his 167th cap this weekend as well. So, they, you know, they're great, great players. And Well, I remember England could never get over 100. Now everyone gets mm. over 100 caps, don't they? So... You know, but yeah, Ronaldo, what a player, unbelievable. And let's be honest, here, if, if there was no Messi, Ronaldo would be considered by far and wide the greatest player to ever live. That's that's how far I think how far he's coming. Mm. I don't be wrong, I love Johan Cruyff, but it wasn't in my time. And Pele was obviously a great player, and Maradona was outrageous, probably the, the most talented footballer. Mm. Maybe didn't have the mentality to to be consistently the greatest ever. But it's great, it's a great time to live in when you've got Ronaldo and Messi in the same era, like, you know, pushing one another. And I think Ronaldo will never rest unless he beats Messi, will he? And that's what he says. I think he wants the Ballon d'Or, doesn't well, that's he? That's the thing, isn't it? And that's, that keeps him going and yeah. keeps them both going. And that's we had that thing the other week where they were sat together and you know the mates now and, and this that and the other because they do. They, 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 yeah. they push each other and when you put and he said that Ronaldo said without him I wouldn't be here and without but, yeah. me he wouldn't be here because it, no because he Messi's got the God given talent hasn't mm. he and Ronaldo's obviously got God given talent as well but Ronaldo pushes it yeah Ronaldo's the, the, he's a perfect expression yeah. and, and showing you that. Why are you slowing down? And maybe Messi worked harder than he normally would have to because of Ronaldo. Ronaldo and it's sure. made him a better player. Fair what a great time to watch football. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right, that's the end of part one on the Toffee TV podcast. After a break, we're going to be talking about Marcel Brands. Thanks for downloading the Toffee TV podcast. But did you know we put all our shows out as podcasts? Head over to patreon.com forward slash toffee tv efc and you'll find all the latest shows available as podcasts exclusively for patron subscribers so if you need to find all the latest ever news conversations stats match previews and match reviews as easily downloadable podcasts at your convenience head over to patron welcome back to part two of the toffee tv podcast me and andy Going to be discussing Marcel Brands. Um, listen, at this time, at times like this, rather, in football clubs, and particularly our football club, when things aren't going right, the scrutiny is uh, is cranked up. People get much more angry. People get, you know, want to look at everything. Rumours come out, WhatsApp messages go around of black fights and, pools, yeah. and krakens living in the dock and all <laughs> sorts of things happening. You know, um, Dan Mice being a, a Liverpool agent, special agent, and designing us from a carnal thing that's never going to work, and all of these kind of conspiracy theories come out, don't they? Um, but everything is, is scrutinised massively. Um, obviously, there's a lot of pressure on the manager. Right, and so. It's a results game, so that he's got to accept that. And, you know, we had this poor run last season so I think when people see managers having a poor run two years on the run it raises alarm bells mm -hmm. um, but another fella who's had the, the spotlight put on him and I suppose rightly so as well is Marcel Brands yeah it's really so I can, say, I can understand certain points of view you yeah, know, certainly he's um, I like him I think he's I think he knows his job I think he's well respected I think he'll sort Everton out I think it was never ever a 12 month job no. Forum, you know, there was a lot of a lot of nonsense that's gone on at our football club off the pitch in terms of how we've been run and, and players brought in for the wrong reasons and different things. And, and he wants to try and correct all yeah. of that. Uh, he wants to try and sort out of uh, an ethos throughout the, the playing side of the club. He wants to sort out the academy side of it. Um, and but but first and foremost, the first team was the most pressing. Um, well, that's what keeps you in the job, isn't it? You well, can't exactly. go, I'll, I'll leave the first team and I'll look at the academy for mm. the next five years. You're going to lose your job, aren't it's you? It's top think? down, isn't it? You yeah. have to look at which, which probably isn't the way he might have wanted to do no. it in an ideal world. But he's come in and, um, and I think he's made big improvements. Has he been perfect? No, of course he hasn't. Whoever is. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what's your take on, on well, Marcel Well, I'm a big fan of Brands. I think people know that. And I, I'm an arch defender of him because I, I, I think 
there's obviously an ocean with Everton fans, and certainly I've been guilty of myself in the past where when it goes wrong, there's a blame game. Mm. And obviously, Marco Brands has taken the brunt of the main game. And obviously, people don't want to go too hard on the manager, so obviously, they go, Well, the manager didn't get this, and the manager didn't get that, which we'll obviously get into in a minute. But I like that. I, I, I look at what Everton, so people go, We spent 500 million with the biggest spenders in the last five, and I go, Well, it's two different projects and entirely. Four four. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go, yeah. So it's two completely different projects. You look at the Walsh, the Walsh and Cuban who just bought players who they liked the look of and the name of, and they didn't fit any particular style. They didn't fit anything. Now you've got brands, and you look at the play. You know, we've gone from buying players from Swansea, Sunderland, uh, Burnley to buying players, and people come to the rejects. But hold on a second. There's an ethos. These clubs from Arsenal, Barcelona, Juventus. These players are coming with a winning ethos and a winning mentality. Mm. And that I think there's a there's a, there's a we we we've, we've looked at it. And when you buy players from those smaller clubs, some players do turn on crates because we've seen it with other clubs, but. They've also come with a mentality that you can play one couple of good games in another. You know, you could, they're coming from a, a mentality where they don't have to win every game, and that, mm. that there's a difference with that. And I think that's what Marcel Brands is trying to do. He's trying to change the culture at Everton through his signings, and he's trying to help Marco Silva. Now, people will go to me, he didn't get a sense about which, yes, in hindsight, that is a big anchor around his neck. Now, yeah. there's different rumours, there's different, you know, you know, you know, tidbits that have gone around to say, that Marco Silva wanted to care to see until very late in the window. Now, I can imagine that because if I'm a manager and my job's on the line, I don't want to try and better centre back in for another four months. I want Kate who helped me last season immensely mm. towards the end. Knows how you play, knows how you And work, then people, blah, blah, blah. and so if you say he did want him until very late in the window, which I believe he probably did, mm. Brands has got a tough job then because you've got to balance it. Because Brands might say, well, what about, you know, we'll use an example, say, See, see, tomorrow he was available in the summer for a buy. See, what about tomorrow? And he goes, well, the manager goes, but Ketsuma's still available, and I want Ketsuma. Mm. Marcel Brands then can't go out and sign a tomorrow or an Indica from like Frankfurt or someone from France and say, Marco, is your centre-back? Because yeah. that's not how it works. There has to be an agreement between the both of them. For Brands' side, he has to say, when a player's signed, he has, to, you know, he has to believe the manager's going to play him. Otherwise, you're buying a player who's going to sit on the bench, he's devalued straight away. Mm. So Mar- 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 Marcel Brands' his idea at Evan, his philosophy, is to buy players who only go up in value, except, of course, your Fabian Delphs and your Lossels, who, you know, Lossels there is a backup keeper. Fabian Delph is there to provide experience, only mm. cost £8 million. It's a different type of yeah, transfer. Yeah, yeah. But on the whole, it's to boost the transfer coffers continue. So Everton can spend money year after year after year, mm. and they'll have to lay out, you know, basically net spending, you know, whatever you're not. Yeah, but yeah. That, that's their philosophy, and that's where I, when people go, oh, he should have told, he should have, been, he should have been like the man, man who took control and said that. But you can't force a manager to play a player. The, I mean, I suppose the problem with that, there's two schools of thought yeah, with that, really, yeah. isn't it? Because you've got people. I've heard people talking about Jurgen Klopp uh, and Pep Guardiola in terms of not getting players who they not getting a position filled because they couldn't get the player they wanted. And people have praised them for that because yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they wanted the man and he didn't get it and you know he stuck to the guns. Why get someone it. who doesn't? And so that argument falls down then if you're saying, well, what can brands do? Because Marco Silva just wants a Kertzuma. He might have offered them Samaria who plays in France, who's, who's quick and strong and big. Who might have come or or whoever yeah, like yeah. you said the Akate or you know yeah, there's yeah, a few wasn't yeah, yeah. the summary we were at, you know uh, Lorente yeah. as well plays in Spain but the manager doesn't want them what's the point then the flip side of that and I know this is a this is one that Ped comes down on is but Marcel Brands is there to oversee the whole club Marco Silva mightn't be here if if we don't get the right results so why are we being dictated to by a coach who mightn't be here and I I guess the balance of that is trying to be somewhere in the middle so trying to get a player you both want now now Kertzuma According to many sources, was was still a possibility seventy two hours before he the was, window yeah. shut. So if you're Marco Silva, you're thinking and Kertzuma is talking to you. Which they are, the agents are always in contact. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mean, Michael Keane's come out and said they've been zooming with talking yeah. on summer. Yeah, they do. That's these players to contact players. Right? Yeah. So if he's going, I I'm still hopeful I can sign for you yeah. by Thursday. Then the manager wants. He's the him. number one target. Then Tamori was offered, and Everton wanted him. Which you can see why now, yeah. And exactly. Arsenal sell David Luiz, and that, and both of them are off the table. Uh, Chelsea, sorry, sell. Great move, keeping tomorrow selling David Luiz to well, sink your rivals. Well, there you go. <laughs> so straight away, them two are off the table, and you're left scrapping around for Chris Smalling on loan. It would have been okay. I yeah. think it'd have been all right because he actually would have suited playing next one of these yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. 
and Raul Pavu. Which is Marco. That's a Marco Silva trust thing because he knows him from his time at Sporting. So I don't think we, I mean, neither of us were over an hammered on deadline day when we were. I'd say it was a load, it was a body, weren't it? It was a body. So there is that issue. So brands would have to defend that. I don't know what side of the fence he'd come down on that. He might say, well, it's Mark. a balancing act, though, isn't mm. it? That there's a it's the same where people go. We should have bought a proven striker. Why are we trying to rely on Dominic Calvert Lewin and Moise Keane? Do you not? Do you not buy into that that fact though that we there was a? This depends what. Or do you think he would have played Wilshire Hart through the middle? Depends what hat you put on though, because if I put on my hat of a fan, then yes, I do exactly. So, but if I go trying to think like Marcel Brands, who's his actual job is, whose mm. reputation's on the line, there's fine. We've got. So someone said to me, oh, Liverpool have got four strikers, and they included the wingers the other day, and I was like, well, the wingers, but whatever. Mm. But Everton have got... It's Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Yeah. They've got um, Moise Keane, mm. they've got Cheng Tosin, Umar Nias, and Leo Walcott, who can all play centre-forward, and probably and the Richardson. Child. So you've got six players who can play centre-forward, right? Two of them players, they tried to get rid of in the summer, and they couldn't. Mm. So that's there's a financial burden that you can't get rid of. So we can't mm. go... I'll go and get Olivier Giroud because that's 150 grand a week that we could that we need to balance on the books. Then mm. and th- 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 that's where people. I'm a close on FFP. So if we have it's the football. It's the, it's, the, it's a football manager thing. You, you know, there's an understanding. You've got to understand in football. You need to balance the books. You know, it's very easy to go. Right, we need a striker. Go and sign the striker. But that's not an easy decision. You need to go mm. and balance the books. You need, and then on the flip side of that. You've got brought in Moise Keane, Mina Rial, one of those powerful agents in Wales football. You said to Mino, he's going to play, he's going to mm. develop you. Now, we're not saying you're going to start every game because, of course, the manager can't do that because he's got Dominic Calvert Lewin. And also, we've committed to Dominic Calvert Lewin. Whether this is right or wrong, by the way, again, that's the club's choice and Marcel Brands and Marco Silva's choice. But it's very hard to bring in another striker in that situation because you're going to have Raiola saying, well, why have you brought him to the club when he's not playing minutes? Mm. You're going to have Dominic Calvert Lewin who's not going to get games and develop them, which we won't we'll see where he is. And then you've got Schenk and you know Nias in the reserves. Then essentially, this is where fans need to sort of put the thinking hats on rather than thinking like we just need that player. We need to get it. Oh, but from a fan's perspective, though, yeah, you're, get you're it looking from... at the team. You're looking at, you know, I think the biggest misnomer for a lot of people is fans don't understand football. I don't think they don't and understand. I, I think it. that to me. There's an aspect of some people that mightn't understand it as well as others, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of fans are very knowledgeable. I think we've all watched enough football to know a, a good player when we see one, to yep, know definitely. whether one's got enough. It's not even you see the thing with Dominic Calvert Lewin. Right, let's take Dom because Dom splits opinion. He does right, and his performance at Burnley was not short of atrocious. By the way, yeah, for an Everton centre yeah, forward, twenty-five percent yeah. pass completion. Yes, yeah, didn't won about two aerial deals so. That's was, what he was in the game for. Wasn't in the game, didn't put himself about. An absolutely shocking performance for the centre forward. Right? If Umani Asa did put that in, people would have destroyed him. Yeah, of course he was. Right? But the thing with Dominic Calvert Lewin is just because he, his performances are a little bit inconsistent, some people go, he's crap, he's never going to do it. There's, there's the other side who protect him no matter what. Yeah. Doesn't get the right service, doesn't get this. Now, there's, a le- there's an element of that, but there's also an element of you've. If I'm playing up front for the football side and they're not giving me the right service, how can I get myself into the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I do myself? What what, what am I gonna you contribute? Yourself, don't you? yeah. What am I gonna contribute to this game? I remember my dad saying to me when I was a kid, if you're not score I used to score goals and think it was enough. Yeah, I remember yeah. being pulled beside when I was at Everton and, and think, What are you doing when you're not scoring goals then? Right? Are you contributing to the team? Don't walk around the pitch and stick your foot on a ball that's going in and think you've done your job, right? And I think against Burnley, Dom did that. Other times he's done that. He's, he's not done anything in the game. He's not worked to get himself in the game. Yeah, yeah. Now, that might be a management directive. Might Because I think, ironically, he worked much harder 18 months ago than he does now when he plays. Yeah, he does, yeah. Put yeah. himself about him everywhere now. And it will be coaching that they've said to him, do it in these Stay areas. Yeah. But you, you're taking away from what he wants it's to do. Natural game, yeah. But I still think he will. he's a good player. I still think he should be an Everton squad. Can he be... Top top level. I don't know. He might be an option off the bench. That maybe his career, but might, that's good. But yeah. He might force his way in when he improves. It's so there's the, but there's good. There's, I think he's gonna have a good career, a decent career. I'm not mm. saying he's gonna be the best striker in England. He's not, probably not. Mm. Maybe will be. But yeah, you've got yeah. you've got to give him the best chance to develop. And this is this is where the, this is where the divide comes. The fans' expectations and the fans' patience mm. with what actually Everton brought in and Marcel Brands. So Marcel Brands at PSV took three years before they start things started to click. Mm. Now. 
no, in the Premier League, that's a much different sort of time scale because the Dutch league doesn't have the financial implications of not doing well that the Dutch league does. Oh, sorry, the, the Premier League does. But so, in terms of brand, brands has got a plan and he looks mm. at it short, medium, and long term. Mm. Now this season, looking at the team, let's be honest, we thought they'd be good enough to seventh at worst, eighth, maybe even worst. You know, at, the, at worst, we're talking here, mm. possibly top six. I they good to be in the top six. On paper, definitely. Mm. There's obviously we'll get to the manager in a minute in terms of fifth for Marcel Brands what he's looking to do, but I don't think we've got a bad squad. And I don't think he's bought a bad squad. And people go, he's, he's lost. We haven't signed any goals, and with Charleston was silver sand. Listen, Charleston never would have signed for Everton, and Marcel Brands didn't like him. Mm. So people can say all they like the silver brought him to Everton. Yes, he was a major factor in it. Mm. But Marcel Brands has watched him for three or four years beforehand, so yeah. they, they both liked him. They tried to get him to for PSV exactly. Before so got him. you look at. I, th- I like the squad that Brands is building. I can see what he's trying to do. You look in the summer, you looked at the team last season, again, similar to this season, actually, because I don't still think they're used being used, but you had a Wobie, who had the pace, the power, creativity from the field or even from the wing. You know, you added Gabam and Forge to replace Gay, which now, that's another thing, because you watch Gay being outrageous for Paris Saint-Germain because he's just a good player. And then you watch Delphine Schneider and everything. It is, it is sticky, sticky side, done it, but... Gabarman's injured and Gomez, they're two players who you expect to provide you with an athletic midfield. Mm. You can't just sign, and only we looked at Decore, I don't know if that, that was true or not, and how true no, it was. No, it was true, but it was, they, yeah. they didn't want to sell them. And we probably do need an athletic number eight, and you know, if you want to play that, that play a Wobi for now or whatever. But this is the. And I think I, saw, I can see Brand's plan. Mm. I can see his transfer plan. He, he's having players in a good one on ones, a Wobi can dribble. Gabarman loves to attack the space. Gomez, Gomez, when he's on form, can mm. attack the space and dribble. And this is what Everton we've been missing for a long time. Since Baby Barkley left, really. Mm. But the manager's not doing it. The manager's not putting that together. And that, that's the issue. I can see Marcel Brand's plan. I don't see it being happening on the field. And I think Moise mm. Keane would score goals for the right serves. If he was played in the right man, I think he'd score goals from now. Would he score 15 this season? Maybe not, because it's his first season. Between him and Dom, I'd expect at least 12, 15 goals between them this season in the league solely. Mm. And that'd be enough if you if your wingers like Richardson, who's clinically wasted on the right as a right winger when he's actually a right winger, he's a he's a forward who can play on the right or centre or left centre, you know, whatever. I think if you got the best style of players and, and, and we were using them correctly of how 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 the vision was supposed to be, you know, Marcel Brands' vision comes to fruition, I think, then we get the best out of them, but they're not. So I understand what's being built. I just don't see it on the pitch, and I think that's partly the manager. Now, yes, the manager will say, I didn't get me centre-half. Drop, drop those two five yards back then. Don't play a high line. You've mm-hmm. got to adjust to what you have, and this is what the best managers do. I don't want to get into another... We're talking about Marcel Brands, so I don't want to go too far on, on, on silver, but... This is the, this is where the pro, the process needs to marry, and this is what people understand that Marcel Brands is going to be here for a long time. He's building the club ethos, the philosophy, setting it forward, and, the, and like other clubs around Europe, and like with you know Watford as a small example, they just get a coaching who fits what their ethos is. They don't go outside of that, and they just continually turn over. And Watford finishing mid table is great for them. That's okay. what they want. But Everton. You, we, we, what Marcel Brands is there to do is stop the Koeman situation ever happening again mm. is not have this turnover where you're going to go every manager wants something different yeah. and there's no correlation and basically you sign five players one summer and next season you've got to sign ten and get rid of the five that you signed last mm. summer and, that, and that's why he's here and what, what people need to understand that's is that's why we were in, were in the mess was it and that's why you need to, it needs to be a partnership between the manager and the coach so if the manager says I won't care to me he can't go out and sign a player the manager won't use mm. because it's not, it's not going to work no, that's not to absolve him because I've still got issues with brands because I'm waiting. I'm not saying he's done a terrible job in terms of the academy, but I'm waiting for him to take control of the academy. I, I still don't see his fingerprints. Well, I believe, I believe he's, he's implementing things. I believe he is, and I believe you know, Paddy Boylan done a, a bit on He did already, the, yeah. The other week and... just, just see it, though. Just see but it. how long are you going to see it? What, what do you want to see? He's, he's got rid of... I want to see... He's, uh, he's streamlined a lot of the stuff yeah. that was going on there. He's only been in the job 15 Yeah, that maybe I'm, I'm asking too I much think too you're soon, yeah. too much. I think by next summer you'll see even bigger impacts of it. I understand what you're saying and one thing I think I find is a bit mad is that the, the, the style of play but although I believe every team's now playing 4-2-3-1 in the academy which is, it's, 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 that's fine the formation is fine it's the style of play because and it's the personnel I've said this as well it's the personnel you can play 4-2-3-1 if you're too uh, dynamic yeah not too crap. Well, you can see some. You know, not, I'm not saying Norwich are a good team because they're fairly open at the back, but yeah. they stretch teams all over the place yeah. because they move off the ball. And we don't. Well, we that's st- the thing, isn't and it? you know they 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 work they work te- they move teams around. We don't, and that's 
partly a manager philosophy, and maybe you know, and he's had what fourteen months in the job now. It's mm. we hope we'll, we'll move on from that. But the manager thing is really key with brands, and this mm. is why I think that he needs to employ his own own man when it comes to the time because. Marcel Brands wants to build the academy up, so that involves bringing players up from the academy to mm. the first team. Marco Silva hasn't given anyone a debut. You can only be, you can, that only works though, if they're good enough. Correct, but hold on a second. You've got Tom Davis. What are we? Are we a development club or are we a team that wants to be, can be challenging? You, you can do both though, because you've got to trust young players, mm. need the manager who trust them. And this manager, unfortunately, I think is scarred by is what, what happened at Watford, maybe. And also holding the fact that he went down because he doesn't want to lose too many games, so he tends to rely on experience. Mm. Whereas clubs that do it the best, I know people go, well, Man City don't, but Man City's in a very different situation. They have to win things every season, whereas we're trying to build. And until we can build from our academy, which is going to be, that's what brands did at PSV. Basically, every other year, you replace first team is coming out with good quality. And you look at Anthony Gordon, you can't tell me that what he looks like now, that in a couple of years, if developed properly, he couldn't be a first team player. But will he be well, developed properly? Well, that's the. That, I mean, we don't know, will we? Cause he's not going to. And basically, at the moment, he's doing a lot of off the cuff stuff. Mm. It's not in a system that helps him. So when he steps to the first team, mm. it's that, that that's no yeah, correlation. But if they're playing, well, he's, he's playing wide though, isn't he? So it means that he'll play wide for us if he comes in. Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't. I think players like Anthony Gordon. You need them to have that little bit of a free spirit. Oh, no, I'm fine with that, Because if they're yeah. playing within a framework, he'll stop doing the things he's good at. And I think this is one of the problems young players have. I've seen it with John Joe Kenny. You know, what I've seen of him, at, and, and Tom, to, you know, to another, another extreme. What they're good at and what gets them into the first team. They then get in the first team and after to uh, do what the first team manager wants them to do, which is not necessarily what their game's about. John Joe Kenny's seems to be doing really well at Schalke. David Wagner, obviously seen him in the first if the first block of games he had yeah. in Everton's first team and thought, well, he looks good doing that. And he's got him and put him in their team. Now his his um his MO really playing for Schalke is to bomb down the wing and throw the ball Pulling in the box. box. And that's what he did for the twenty threes. He was yeah. and me, when me and Ped went to see him we were like He's ready. He, look at him here. Look at how good he is. Him, Trent Alexander Arnold on the other side. They were both similar. One that's just won a European Cup. One can't defend. And the other him. one, <laughs> and he can't defend, but he's very good going the other way. And the other one now has had to go on loan to Schalke to get games. And yeah, Tom Davis glit bounced around the pitch at yeah. 23s. Level looked head and shoulders, worlds apart from anyone else. Gets in the first team and, and has had to, because of Cumin, I think this, this isn't all on silver, by the way. No, it's not. He got in and was playing with that free spirit, Tom. And hence why you're seeing the goal Man against City. Man City. Yeah. You're seeing him with some cracking through balls for Romelu Lukaku. Seamus Apal. Playing his game, yeah. his normal game. He was everywhere. No one went, he has to play in the 10. You're not, you're not in the 6th corridor. You have to in the yeah, yeah. He just got in midfield and was like, he's an all-round midfielder. And he played off the cuff. And then Koeman, instead of leaving him in the team the Still next the season, yeah. dropped him out. The, dropped him and brought, put Klassen in and brought him and, and then... He's had to play within himself ever since because yeah. he's trying to do what the manager wants not instead play, of going. Yeah, not play, not just go and do your normal thing. Go out there, be busy, get on the ball, do what you can. And our fans have got to help young players as well as like not grown when you give the ball away and try not to write them off after three games. Not write them off. And that'll be the same with Anthony Gordon. When Anthony Gordon gets That's his chance, fear, yeah. if he comes on, skins a couple and has a shot and the crowd are up, don't then have a go with him when he tries to do the same thing and he loses the ball yeah, and he's yeah. having to run back. No one's perfect. Players have to be allowed to develop. We all want results. We all want instant results. We're, we're, especially Evertonians. I've said that a million times. We're like a coil spring and that coil gets tighter mm. every year that goes by and we don't progress because the need for it is now. It's now. It's not in three years or five years. And so that's why plans for managers to have that period of time don't really work and I, I just think it, it's a difficult one and with brands I know that we're going to do a, a video for Peyton and, and maybe bits of it or, or all of it will go out on YouTube eventually when we talk about his role because we haven't really touched on it here. we've touched on about what you, just the yeah. general outline but we'll do a little bit more about what he can actually do I mean the, the pair of us have listened to uh, Aura who's our not Vita um, Victor Aura who's our yeah, yeah. leads and, and other directors um, of football who do stuff how you know how works, involved yeah, yeah. their role is and, and what it's about and we want Marcel Brand to do that here but 
just just quickly we'll go into more detail on the video but just very quickly just talk about the um talk about the manager so just i'm gonna go into more but like you know to expect the football model to work and, and are they going to be your overseer of a club and they're going to push your club on they need someone to basically you know live there you know make their philosophy happen on the pitch mm. so marcel brands is buying young players you need a manager who trusts and develop young players mm. I don't really see that with Marcus Silva, I'm going to be honest. I think he's yeah. possibly because of confidence, maybe. I think maybe yeah. if he was very secure in his job, maybe it'd be different. But you need someone to come in and say... And then you look at the style of players. Well, he's brought players in who are athletic, want to be play a pace, want to get up and down the field. Everton this season are control side. You play really slow. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't marry. Contradiction. Yeah, and you, so you're buying players for a particular style and ethos and on the pitch it's not working. That's not a manager that's going to work, and that's why I think when brands, when brands, when the next manager is comes into the club, it has to be brands' choice because it's his reputation, it's his signings, and he needs someone who's going to make that work. Mm. I'll go. We'll go just go into more detail on Patreon, but yeah. Okay, leave it there then. Leave it there, Marcel Brands. Let's leave it there. Don't forget to check out that video if you're on Patreon, and look out of it for it on YouTube if it's on YouTube. End of. The part two, Ped's waving at me, but end of part two. He doesn't like me scratching things out with a pen. Fair enough. Stop scratching things out with a I'm pen. I'm being professional. Well, you're actually being very professional. Don't make me walk off. Don't make me walk off. You're wrecking the sound. Don't walk off because then I'll be on my own. <laughs> two of you will be in here and I'll be on my own. Listen, part three, we're going to be previewing West Ham at home at the weekend. Shut up. Stay Ted. tuned. Thanks for downloading the Toffee TV podcast. But did you know we put all our shows out as podcasts? Head over to patreon.com forward slash Toffee TV EFC and you'll find all the latest shows available as podcasts exclusively for Patreon subscribers. So if you need to find all the latest ever news, conversations, stats, match previews and match reviews as easily downloadable podcasts at your convenience, head over to Patreon. Welcome back to part three of the Toffee TV podcast, me and Andy. On to West Ham United at home. This episode's directed by Stephen Pedberg. <laughs> he is sat over there like the Grump. He's full on Grinch, hasn't he? He's gone the Grinch. Well, I've touched the desk now. But yeah, Can't West Ham. I've got in capitals down here, shit. So yeah, West Ham. I mean, uh, another another explicit warning coming. Explicit warning <laughs> on from Andy dropping s bombs. Uh, West Ham at the weekend. Normally, a fixture that Everton like. Love it, Everton yeah. have beaten West Ham more than any other Premier League club. And we used to have Ron uh, Lukaku. We used to destroy them Ron, game in, game out. Game in. Every single game. Like, 10 games on the spin or something <laughs> he scored against them. Um, beat us at Goodison 3-1 last year, which was a bit of a, a nightmare game, unless it, you are Joe, who loves Jargalenko, uh, who is bound to score now, because I've just called him Jargalenko. Yeah. But, um, I mean, West Ham... I, Home, I mean, Ped again, fuming because I'm just messing. Stop making noise. Uh, West Ham at home at the weekend, and normally, and before, even if you disregard the Man City game at home, before the Sheffield United debacle, this is a game you'd have looked at and gone, we'll beat these no problem because we're stronger home, mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. They're very much a team like Everton, West Ham, they've got some good players. I uh, actually think we're better than them but we're not showing it so fair enough to them um, but this is a game where they, these are going to come and play football there's no blow block here these are going to although right I'll try but they're going to come and play football and I think this is a game that Everton can exploit their weaknesses by the gaps that they will leave in the, in the team it is yeah and it, it should play into our hands and I, and I say should because that will get into what I worry about in a minute. But yeah. we should, you know, Everton should find more joy on the wings, which obviously under Marco Sol we like to get it wide and cross mm. the ball. And I think you know West Ham play with Cresswell and Fredericks as the right and left back, of course. And I think they're, they're not the most disciplined. They both like to get forward. Yeah. You, you know, you watch West Ham; they both get forward. So we could have joy. And obviously, Gilfie likes has now become this player who sits in that right channel and hopes to get the ball there. And if he plays, that's where he'll sit. And maybe we'll have some, maybe we'll get some joy in this game. Maybe we shouldn't cross it because it's got Diop who's six foot four and Bonner who's six foot three. So maybe, but again, they, they they'll be exposed at times because West Ham do throw players forward. Mm. So we like it is a game that suits this Everton, even though we haven't been playing well. It's a game that we will have chance. I think we will have chances, and obviously it depends on us taking them. But yeah, it's a game that feels slightly confident about. But then again, I've also got my hesitations because West Ham could exploit some things mm. that we've got. You know, you look at. 
the way they play and they you know they've got players with pace in the side and they've got Haller up front who can they can get the ball to and you obviously Haller was linked with Everton in the summer but yeah and if I'm if I'm Manuel Pellegrini do I say do I look at Bournemouth do I think are quite a similar side but less talented than West Ham you know they're quite open mm. but they you know they've got the ability to score goals and I look at the way form a bit Bournemouth played against us and I'm thinking Pellegrini goes. Maybe we should just give Everton the ball and let them expose themselves to the back. Mm. And that's the worry with Everton now because we're quite predictable. Managers who normally would, you know, would fall into our traps, say, are playing a bit open, but probably think, if we keep it tight because we're away, yeah, they'll, 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 mm. they'll shoot themselves in the foot. Well, I mean, you never want to expose yourself at the back. That's one of the things. Of but course, I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I think for us, we have to be on the front foot in this game. 600 passes to nobody isn't going to do anyone any favours it's the team selection uh, isn't it? you know and it, and it is the midfield for me I mean I've said that all season it's a massive problem it, he's picked the wrong midfield so often this season particularly in all fairness once he lost Gomez you know Delph and Snyderland played at Bournemouth he was very poor to say the least should never have been a partnership yeah. again for the rest of for the, the remainder of the game so I me mean, one or the other and, and more often than not, Fabian Delph. Delph yeah. uh, obviously, we're not sure at this stage whether Delph's going to be fit. Of course, it's part of England. Well, out of the England squad, yeah, with a <laughs> with a muscle injury. So hopefully he's fit. Um, and it's about me for me. It's having a mobile midfield. Uh, Bernard to be back in and playing off that left hand side and really running at Fredericks, who, who does leave himself wide open. I think him and uh, I think obviously Dean and, and Bernard can expose him massively down that side the gaps that he leaves uh, and on the other side you know obviously Sidibe I expect to play uh, and I think him and Richarlison can have lots and lots of joy against yeah, Aaron Cresswell yeah I think Richarlison will actually help Sidibe Sidibe known for someone who gets forward well but mm-hmm. sometimes can leave himself exposed but Richarlison yeah. this season's really really worked hard off the ball yeah, you know, he's yeah, yeah. been good off the ball so that that'd help and I think Sidibe will help us break West Ham down he's better to cross to the ball better pass to the ball and come maybe not hasn't got the same level of pace and dribbling but he's no slouch he's still quick mm-hmm. himself so and he plays high up the pitch he plays out the pitch yeah he plays high he's not going to sit and just watch the ball go you know and so right. Delph's got a responsibility for me then for getting across doing a, a, essentially what James McCarthy yeah, did yeah. In, in Roberto Martinez's first season which was sit and get across and cover your full backs yeah. if that, because you're mobile and that's what we have to try to do obviously West Ham carry a big threat Philippe Anderson I think is an excellent player mm-hmm. you've got Seb Hallett who's an excellent player as well you, you know, know four goals score, this season um, you know so you look at them and think they're dangerous he's got Lanzini who I like it. he's a good, good player hot and cold he is but Got the he's a link man he, he plays like 4-3-3 mm. out of possession when they're in possession it's 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one, with mm. Noble obviously gets further forward as well and they're, you know you look at them with that, you know, compared to Everton they're, they're a bit more mobile they, they play a bit more mobile on the field obviously they've got you know Frankenstein at defensive midfield Declan Rice but that's his job that's what Everton should really be doing is having one sitting and that, that, that's the attack which is where you know West Ham are doing it. I don't see why we couldn't do it because I don't mm. think Declan Rice is you know, particularly any is much better than Schneider let's be honest yeah, yeah. so but this is the problem we need to find a way to expose Declan Rice you know we did last season you know you look at the performance we had last season against we beat them 2-0 2-0 at the City we came out stadium. lightning fast press 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 yeah. win the ball back out the pitch cause them problems score goals early games put to bed and we've not played like that since really or maybe the Man United game maybe but that's what we need to do, really, because mm. West Ham are not good when they go behind, and other teams mm. struggles. And we're not good when we go behind. No, that's that. Isn't that a fear? That's the big fear in it. Because if they score away, the crowd's going to get. Let's be honest, it's going to get toxic, and that's the well, big fear at the moment. I mean, do you, are you buying into this? This will be Marco Silva's last game of Everton lose. Do you, do you think that's a reality, or do you think he's got a little bit longer than that? It depends on the man. This, there's two ways to look at this. It depend if we play reasonably well but got beat, then maybe then maybe it's staying his job. If we win and we don't play well and it's like I still think he's in trouble because I think part of the whole thing is you've got to see a thread of hope for the future. And if it's well, I know results matter most, yeah. but even so, if you're not seeing those threads, it just carries on to the next game. Oh, you're right, but I think sometimes you can scrape a win. You can and it can, confidence. It can give you that belief of like right we go to Brighton and if Everton win at the weekend say it's the early game as well don't yes, forget so if Everton win at half 12 on Saturday you know by half 2 we're up to 10th or 11th in the Premier League with 2 points off 5th place Yeah, people then start going what crisis now okay by at 5 o'clock at night when the other games are played we might have dropped a couple of places but we're still you know we're still better positioned than we were 
and we go to Brighton full of confidence, regardless of the result. Because let's be honest, that half three, sorry, regardless of the performance, by half three on Saturday, if we've won, you'll forget about what's we won't because we'll analyse it. But in that's general, the problem for me. But in general, I'll take myself away from that. Yes, we would be a lot of goal. We've won. We've yeah. won the game. Thank you know, God for that. Yeah, we haven't won since September the first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the Premier League, right? So we'll be looking and going six weeks without a win. Right, okay, we've won. We feel great. We've got the results. Right, let's, let's work week, hard. Yeah. Brighten away next week. They'll be open because they play good football. We can go there, beat them. If we were to beat Brighton and West Ham, yeah, we'd be top then six. Then we'd, yeah. we'd certainly be knocking on the door, and everyone would be going, "Well, hang on. We've got Spurs at home. We've got Watford at home in the cup. Which is we've a big got game. Spurs at home who were, who haven't won away since January. No, we've lost nineteen games, Tottenham in two thousand and nineteen, yeah. or seventeen games rather. In the league in 2019, a lot. which is a lot. So they, at the moment, they're in a yeah, little bit existential of a, crisis. You know, yeah, yeah. So you know who knows that. And then there's Norwich, and who, then there's really open, yeah. who we could beat. And then there's I think there's um, there's another team. And then there's Southampton. December, yeah. There's Southampton. Yeah, but what I'm saying about these next games. Yeah, so so the you, next could, five you could rack up a couple of points. Yeah. Everton could mm. take. I don't know. There's 15 points to play. Ten. Though. Everton could take 10 points. Yeah. We could be sat here with what 17 mm. points. You know, ninth, yeah, and four, five, six points off Europe going into those games in December, but with a bit of confidence and a bit of momentum. Yeah, we could. Do and it. then I've got no fear about playing Arsenal and Chelsea, Goodison, zero, zero. Not worried about either of them at home at all, not in the slightest. Liverpool and Anfield has terrified me no matter what we've got because <laughs> we're just the way we are. United away doesn't fill me with any fear. So when people go, got them games coming up. Well, I'll be honest with you, one of them scares me, yeah. Man City will scare you because they're Man City and they're brilliant. But Arsenal, Chelsea, United don't bother me. It depends they don't how the defence is playing at that point. Honestly, United. they don't bother me in the slightest, uh, the three they of them. They're wide open, so I don't worry about any of them. I'm more worried about uh, West Ham. Me, I need to, yeah, we are worried about West Ham. I, for, if I'm going to get more confidence about those games, I have to see the change. I'm not saying I expect us to come and play at Man on, City. Hang on, We went to Cardiff. Right. You went on to Cardiff last year, and I'm just doing playing devil's advocate here. Yeah, no, yeah. Right, and we beat Cardiff three 0 and we had Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, United, and Burnley with those five home games. Rough, yeah. Right, and everyone went. How many? Po- I seen it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You might have beat one, Cardiff. Three. How many points out of these next five? People were putting one. People were putting three. Will be Burnley. No one else. We ended up with 10 points out of, oh sorry, 13 points out of those 15 at Goodison. Right? We mm-hmm. beat everybody. We, we cost Liverpool the league, as it happened, which was, you know, <laughs> the way it is. You've got to keep mentioning it because we get very little to mention. Yeah. We cost them a title. We took 13 points out of 15. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody. Nobody did. Nobody, because don't forget, there was talk in that international break that the manager wouldn't be the manager when we went to Correct, Cardiff. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. know, David Moyes ready in a team of... You know, a coaching staff, he's getting the band back together. There was all of that bouncing around. And we went on a run that, which included the, the performance at West Ham, which I think was fantastic. You know, and, and we won it. We, we should have won at Newcastle. We were two up and had a blip. We should have won a Fulham, but we didn't. But in general, we were quite strong. Eight clean sheets out of ten. No one saw it coming. No. So things can turn very quickly. I'm like you, I look at the squad and go, this squad is far too good to be where it is. It's Definitely, littered yeah. with quality. Doesn't matter if they don't show that quality though, honest when they no, step out yeah. onto does, the pitch. Yeah, no that, yeah. Right, so that's what the manager's up against. I think if we lose at the weekend, I think he's gone. I'd be amazed honestly if Everton get beat by West Ham on Saturday. It depends. Who's, it depends. I think Everton needs. I think uh, it'll said be, it'll be five defeats on the run. Yeah, yeah, it'll be six defeats in seven games. Would you sack him straight after the game in that case, or would you wait till the next day? Sunday, so, but then do Everton have a replacement ready to go? I don't know. Now we've seen reports that Man United they haven't even played yet this yeah. weekend, and Allegri's and Allegri been allegedly is very close to. Let's be honest, that'd be a great, he's, he's a, a great fantastic manager, manager. He's a great tactician. But Everton need to be in that situation where I might be scared if we play United and Allegri's in charge. Oh yeah, he's very smart man. But well, they still lacking players. Whatever, yeah. West Ham, but. If we lose, I'd like. To, I don't want him to go. Wow, we're going to look for a manager now. And like Ped said it this morning on Radio City mm. Talk, you don't want to be going. Let's have David Unsworth for the next five weeks, and it all goes. It's, it feels. And if Unsworth does badly, then it changes the complexion. Well, and if, they, if the story, if there's anything in the story that he was given a, a number of games, which is nonsense. But if he was given a number of games, I'm not saying he wasn't. But yeah. I mean, the idea of that is nonsense. If he was given number of games to turn it round. 
then you would have thought that the club, because it's allegedly running better now, yeah. would be going, right, we're giving him three games. Shea doesn't turn it around in three games. Only touching base, yeah. So you start to touch base. There's a manager out there who's the most decorated manager of the last probably 15 years now, who's available without a club. You go to him, he's available. Arsene Wenger. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> You've got Mourinho. Arsene Wenger's available. Or... And a lot of people won't like this, but David Moyes is there as well. So there's managers who mm-hmm. are unattached to clubs. So you could, rather than having to wait, like we did last time, you could. Yeah, there is a bit. There's, there's better options at this right? point. Yeah. Or, or you you don't know. You might go and get someone who's in a club who goes, Mikel Arteta. Just I'm throwing his name in there because he's been mentioned many yeah. times. You go to Arteta and go, we're offering you the job now. Permanent manager, X amount of million a year. Bring your own team, blah de blah de blah de blah, and he could turn around to Pep and go, "It's my ex club. It's, can't it's too down, good yeah. a job to, to turn down. They want me now, not in the summer." Blah de blah, and Everton might have to make that decision. It's a, it's a, it's a really tough one, but I think I just don't see any way how the manager can survive after, after, if we lose Saturday because it'll it's be a another. Yeah, we haven't played anyone. If we'd I, have played six of the top eight, then fair enough. Cumin lost his job yeah. when we did play six of the top eight. He kept his job after the international break for one game, and then he got binned in the yeah, two so games. Two games. So, and, and one of them was, it was Burnley and Brighton, wasn't it? And, <laughs> very, and again, uh, very, very yeah. similar. Um, just finally, then, before we wrap this up, let's move away from the manager very quickly. Your so, favourite West Ham memory of recent? I mean, it's not like it's a big iconic game, but what's oh, the, one the, that's the, sticks the, in the, your mind? The Baines two free kicks one that was the, that, that one sticking the, in the, your mind. The, the, or, or the car, I remember Sahar coming off the bench. We beat them three. It was a three-two, three-one. There's a couple, there's a couple of yeah, it was a couple of sticking me mind, but basically because of the striking performances, really. Mm. Last season was pretty great to watch because Devon have not been rampant like that for, since maybe the Arsenal Damn game. Man. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So they're, they're the memories. My most you know annoying memory, I guess, is Alan. I think it was two thousand seven, eight. Alan Pardew, they beat us two one on a cold yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. Come out and say we give them a football lesson. I remember it's one of the worst, Harvard. one of the worst games of football I've ever watched. The only lesson they taught us last night was how to be bad, and we played to their level. I'm not a big fan of Alan Pardew. The parts. Yeah, hard man. Yeah, he's mm. good with the dance. I mean, I like the fact he scored a winner against. You'll never work in football. Liverpool in, in a, a semi-final for Palace, and I like his dancing to be that cringy and, yeah. and carry it off. I think take something. Yeah, it does. Uh, five nil. Everton have put it out this morning. A five nil up with Rosinski against West Ham was quite good. Back in the uh, the days when we had Tommy Rad off front and Gravison and things like that. But mm. you're right. Yeah, I mean. You know, Kevin Pedd was mentioning the Kevin Campbell hat-trick. We beat yes. him 6-0 near the end of the season with Walter Smith. Mm. was another um, another one as well. So We've had a lot of joy. We've, we've had a lot of joy, yeah. Eggie Kubu in the... In, was it the, the which cup? Well, he scored yeah, twice yeah. the, the yeah, Wednesday yeah. in the Cup and yeah, on the yeah. Saturday. We beat them 2-0 yeah, the twice one. on the run. 2-1 yeah. and 2-0. So, so they have yeah. been a team that, in general, we've had good signs. And the worst one recently was the one we were 2-up in. And the car he missed the pen and yes, the Pi yeah. scored at the end. That's been the worst. That was the first time they'd won a goal. That was the only years as well, isn't it? <laughs> oh, nightmare. But the, the Umani ass debut game, which still gives Ped. Is that when he got off his wrist injury there for six weeks? Mm. <laughs> Come on, didn't he put him on and, and took Aaron Lennon off? He was he was owning Cresswell. And, uh, Good old Roberto. We didn't have anyone down the right and Cresswell set two of the goals up front. That's right. Brown shoes clueless, ain't he? There you go, big Bobby. Well, let's hope we can uh, we can roll it back and hammer them, the hammers, at Goodison, half 12 on Saturday. Big thanks to Andy for joining me. Big thanks to Ped for not being asked. I'm framing us properly. And uh, sitting there, doing a bit of framing, doing a bit of moaning, and doing a bit of yawning, is what yeah. I've seen. Probably on the phone to Steve Hothersall now. Who knows? Uh, big thanks for watching. Make sure you check out the Patreon video about Marcel Brands because I know Andy is desperate to defend. It's a podcast they listen. Andy watch as well. So if you're not, if you are a patron listening to it, then watch the video. Heads to Michael If, you're a pa- if you are listening podcasts. to the podcast and you want to sign up for Patreon, you can do that as this well. This podcast is his heaven's gate. It's going to ruin Toffee TV. Because <laughs> was poor directing. He's gone over budgets. I, I, I'm going to end this now because Andy's just gone rogue. See you later.